of this universe he's got a special appointment with you we know he's going to meet you here today in this building and even online but if you can get there here get here now immediately come on come on so we want to encourage all the men that are watching online if you are married especially we kindly request that your your wife kick your backside out of the bed and um just have a quick shower and uh put on your moi moi's because we know this uh afrikaans people so yellow Fistan, Fistan yellow, Moi. And uh, get you to the conference. Like I said earlier, I'm going to let every single man that comes now come in for free. Okay? And um, we'll cover that cost. Because today is way too important. It is too important. You will see that you have been chosen before the foundations of the earth. You are not an ordinary man. You're a curse-breaking man. And there is a special importation for you today. And I know some people say, yo, what is a special importation? Come here and you will see. It is an importation to change immediately without fail. You will recover everything that has been stolen from every generation that has come before you. Where they have failed, you will not fail. Failure will be a strange thing to you in your house because you decided to be in the presence of God this morning and this afternoon. So I implore you, come here to Encounter Church at Centurion. You can be in another church, another ministry, it's fine. But just come here and experience His tangible presence. The men that you see here, we are men of sacrifice. We stand in the gap for our families, even the young people that are here. We appreciate every single person that has come through for today. We really love you guys a lot. And we know that there is a face-to-face -face encounter for every single one of you. We have prayed so much for this conference that hearts will be opened, that hearts will be surrendered, ready to receive everything that is going to be preached from this altar, everything that God will release in this atmosphere. 
has been allotted for every single one of you. Amen. Amen. Amen, Pastor Chris. Just to latch on to you, basically with a tangible, you know, us men, we, we like having things practical. Uh, a couple of years ago, a British shoe company uh, wanted to send a couple of guys to Africa to explore new markets for shoes. And he sent two salespeople. The first salesperson came back with a dismal report. He said, I was going to Africa. Nobody wears shoes. Not going to work. The second one came in and he said, absolute potential. Nobody wears shoes. Come My on. question to you here today is, Come who's on. the Joshua's and the Caleb's that can go Come into on. the promised land today Come on. in the mighty name of Jesus? Amen. And um, I want to encourage all the men. I want you to take videos right throughout today and I want you to post it on social media and go ahead and tag the men's conference group and the page. We really want this to go viral. There is power in social media where it's, it's put with the intent to reach those that cannot be here, those that are from far, those that are connected all over the world. Welcome to every single one of you. I want you to go ahead and share the broadcast on Facebook, on YouTube, and encounter now. But make sure that there is someone that you care about that can hear the Word of God. You will see through praise and worship. It's one of the first two requirements to receive deliverance in the presence of God, to break curses, is by our praise, high praise. We're going to push into high praise this morning. Then we're going to push into an atmosphere of worship, but we're going to ascend and go into high worship. Amen. And you're going to see the atmosphere of heaven invade your life, invade your family's life like never before. Never before. And we know the women had a beautiful conference. Very beautiful. But now the men are here. <laughs> I just have to do that. I just have to do that. So welcome to every single one of you. We really appreciate you. And uh, we love every single one of you. And I, I know you would have received your, your welcome gift as you came in. And you'll see there's some great vouchers in there. And I'll speak about it a bit later on. And uh, of course, a big thank you to all the guys that sponsored tickets that sponsored the gifts and things that we'll be giving out throughout the day. Uh, we really appreciate what you've done in the ministry and making today a great success. But right now, I want you to get on your phone and invite that friend that gave you all the excuses of why he couldn't come by order of the queen. Because all sports is canceled. So you can't even lich nie. Make sure that they come. Even if it's for one of the sessions, it's going to be life-changing. Amen? Amen. Are you guys ready for the men's conference? He has made you a priest and a king in this place. That is why we call it kingsmen. Amen? Amen. Let's all stand to our feet as we go into praise.
Come on, just praise Him some more, church. I want all the men in the back to praise Him. Amen. You can have your seats. Mm. Are you excited to give in the house of God this morning? Amen. Because I'm going to share something very powerful with you. And um, I think we can just relax on the smoke machine because I don't smoke. Are you excited to give God your best? Amen. Say curse breaker. Say, I am a curse breaker. How many of you heard a prophet's sermon last week, Sunday morning, and you understand that the curse is upon the house of the wicked? And that is how curses move from generation to generation. But it will not be so with you. Say, it will not be so with me. Because me and my house will serve the Lord. And we will live in His blessing. You see, God swore to Abraham by His word. It was an oath sealed in heaven that He would be blessed. So how many of you know that He exalts His word above His name? And that there is nothing greater than that. There is one thing greater than that. Because the Bible says in the book of Genesis, and he did it with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, where he took his word that he exalts above his name, and God went one step further. He sealed it with an oath. And the Bible says in the book of Hebrews, I think it's Hebrews 4, where he said, by which no man could swear any greater. That means as it is in heaven, so shall it be done on this earth without fail. It was not done on this earth first. It was done in heaven. And you will see where many men have worked and tilled the ground so that their families can be blessed and live a blessed life and have an inheritance. That will come to an end. What do I mean by that? You as men will taste, see, and live in that very blessing before your time is over. Many men have worked and worked and worked and worked and their families will receive an inheritance. But the problem is an inheritance that is not worked for is cursed. And I'm here to break that curse. You are here to break that curse. Watch this. Let's go to Isaiah 4 verse 6. Isaiah 4 verse 6. And you'll see in the, in the chair in front of you is your sewing envelope with all the giving details on the back. And then, of course, they'll put up the giving details on the screen. And you're welcome to give as we carry on. And I believe the card machines are at the back for those that want to give by card. But it says here, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected my knowledge. Say we have rejected knowledge. Say those that have come before us have rejected knowledge. Now watch this because we very hardly read the, the rest of this. 
Now it goes on to say, I will also reject you. Watch this. From being priest for me. Oh, I hope you are getting this. Do you see how important the word of God is and the knowledge that he gives through the word, the wisdom and the understanding, but our ability to receive it. How many people say, oh, there's no such thing as demons and we reject it. There is an answer to you rejecting the word and the knowledge of God, of God and that is being rejected from being a priest for God. And understanding being a priest and a king in the kingdom of God carries all his benefits. So now we begin to lose the benefit of being a priest and a king. Are you guys okay? Let's go to Malachi 3 verse 7. Say curse breaker. Say today. I'm going to break every single curse. The curses that were on my family when it came to premature death, lack, destruction, sickness, illness. Things that doctors could not diagnose. Calamity after calamity after calamity. I broke it with the power of a seed. Because the Bible says, lest a seed fall to the ground and die. I take all my problems with a seed. I take every generational curse with a seed. I take every demon tormenting power that has come through the blood with a seed. I put it to the ground and I tell it, die in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you today, let the devil know that he caught you on the wrong day. I'm telling you now, you know, prophet said from September, you will see God's people begin to prosper. If I tell you some of the testimonies, oh, don't worry. Yours is coming. Yours is coming. Look at your families. Look at your extended families. Watch what God will do. Don't look at your bank account. The bank account is a benefit. Look at the tangible, important things. It is the souls and the lives of people that is around you. Amen. So Malachi 3 verse 7. Watch this. Yet from the days of your fathers, you have gone away from my ordinances. So the problem today, why do people not stand in the gap for their families? Why do people not pray and intercede? Why are our households out of order? Because of our forefathers, because of those that have come before us. Because you won't do what I say. You will do what you see. So we see our fathers didn't go to church. So what happens? I don't go to church. We see our fathers didn't give. So we don't give. We see our fathers, they didn't consider the poor, so we don't consider the poor. General things like the love of God, amen. So we miss out on those things. So you have gone away from my ordinances and you have not kept them. Return to me, say today, I'm returning to God. And in that, he will return to you. And he will recognize you as a priest again because you have not denied the knowledge of God which is in his word. Says the Lord of hosts, not Pastor Chris, says your Bible, 
says this Holy Spirit inspired word. But you said, how? How do I do this? How do I receive my priesthood back? How do I as a man receive my authority back again? How do I as a man stand in the gap for my family and break every single curse that has come on my house because of those that have come before me? Oh, watch this. Will a man rob God, yet you have robbed me, but you say, in what way? How has this happened? In tithes and offerings. Ah, the Bible says in the book of Amos, sow for yourself some righteousness. Sow for yourself some righteousness. I'm telling you, this is how you obliterate a curse. And you'll see it now. Let's go. Next verse. You are cursed with a curse. So we understand that Jesus Christ came to take upon the curse of the flesh, of the second death, so that we can receive eternal life. But there is still the curse of the land. Are you with me? From the book of Genesis. So this is how we break that curse. And when I say break, it doesn't mean that you, you create a, a, a vicinity of protection for you in your house. You are to make sure that this curse finishes by you. That it does not carry on from your children or to your children's children. This is what I did. So for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and try me now in this. Try me now in this. Try me now in this. If God will not break every single generational curse of sickness, of lack, of illegitimate authority. If He will not open you up as the windows of heaven, if He will not, as men of God, men at the altar, pour you out as a blessing that there's not enough room to receive it. For God will break every curse, every curse that has come to your house and your family. He will rebuke the devourer. He will completely lambaste and obliterate. That is what the word rebuke means. Means never to return again. As long as you do this, as long as you stand in the gap for your family, the devourer will be rebuked and lambasted and completely embarrassed and put to shame for your sakes. Ah, he will not be able to destroy your business. He will not be able to destroy the inheritance that you have worked so hard for that your family can receive. Ah, <laughs> says the Lord of hosts. This was my key. When I didn't know what to pray, when I didn't know what to do, I would have a seed in my, in my hand. I would say, God, this problem that I'm facing, I give it to you. Because the devourer is at hand in my family. The devil is running rampant in my family. A seed is the answer. I'm telling you. Where you want new dimensions, where you want breakthrough. I don't care the area. You give it a name and you attach it to the seed. A seed is the answer. When the seed falls to the ground and dies, just like Jesus Christ, it has the power to lift itself up again. 
How? A seed is supernatural. Money is supernatural. Oh, I hope you're getting this. So resurrection power must take place. It is how my family was set free. It is how I was delivered and set free. It is how I stepped into realms and dimensions of prosperity. This is the message that God has given me to preach. And all he says is, try me now in this. If I will not break every curse in your family for your sake so that you will never be embarrassed, you will never be put to shame. When you look at your children, you'll be completely proud of them. You know why you'll be proud of them? Because of the work you did. Men feel defeated and embarrassed sometimes. It's because we see ourselves as the failure. We don't see our children as failures. If you do, just check your heart. Because they're a reflection of you. So when I see things, I take it upon myself. Are you guys with me? Because I'm a man. I am the head of my house. I know that the oil flows from my head. The favor flows from my head. My spiritual capacity flows from my head. If they struggle, it is because of me. But because of me, they will never struggle. They will never lack. Sickness will not know their dwelling place. They will be a stranger to failure. Where I've had one business, they will have two. Where I've had four properties, they will have eight. Where I've had one car, they will have four. Oh, I'm telling you. Watch. If you will place a sacrificial gift on the altar and place a demand and step out in faith, I give you to December. I'm telling you, three months. And watch the change in your family. But look in the mirror because you will not recognize yourself. You will see and you will behold the glory of God like you are supposed to because you are men of valor. The devil has walked around like a roaring lion for way too long. And it is time for the lion of the tribe of Judah that is inside every single one of you to stand up. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand to our feet as we get ready to give. And you can take your sewing envelope, your bank card, your cell phone, just as a contact point. And all of you that are with us online on Facebook, YouTube, you'll see the giving details is here below as you place your seed. But I want you to place a demand. Give your seed a name and place an expectation. If you're standing in the gap for someone, make that need and request known so that God can answer it by fire. Amen. Let's all lift up our hands. But Father, we thank you for every single man that is in this place. Every person that is here at your holy altar, I pray that the windows of heaven, that as they are open, that a ladder will ascend and descend, that your angelic hosts will occupy the space and their homes right now, that as your book of Revelation says, that you will encamp your angels, your angels of fire around every single one of our homes. I declare and decree, may your angels of fire go to their homes and their houses and their business places right now that you'll encamp all around them in Jesus Christ's name. But Father, as they give, 
May this offering, may this seed come up before you as a sweet smelling aroma. That you'll not pour out any ordinary blessing in this day. But as a son of a prophet, I declare and decree that your right hand of favor will rest upon every single one of them that are in this place. Even those that are online. That they will become strangers to failure. That premature death will not know their address. But we command every sickness, every illness to be removed from their bodies right now. Every doctor's diagnosis to be canceled, to be voided, and to be paralyzed in Jesus Christ's name. May deliverance be their portion. May prosperity and the goodness of God be their nature and DNA from this moment on. But as they stand before you as pillars in this house, may they be known by the enemy as mighty warriors and as mighty men of valor. But we consider the devourer rebuked. We consider every curse that has come upon their houses. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we curse, we break every single curse that has come upon them. In Jesus Christ's name. And may they be baptized with a fresh fire. And your Holy Spirit right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Men, you're so welcome to come to the front and give. And you can make your way to the back there to give by card. And then of course all the giving details is on the screen. But I want to encourage you, if in this place, make sure that you give a seat in anticipation of what God is going to do, even if it's a thanksgiving and a seat of worship, that you can place it on the altar or you can give online. God bless you as you give. You're welcome to come to the front. There is power in Jesus. 
all stand to our feet as we're going to worship.
The moment that I see you face to face Nothing in this world will satisfy Jesus, you're the cup that won't run dry And Jesus, you're the cup that won't run dry to face all-consuming fire move without restraint
thoughts that it would be praise and worship that would open the prison doors and allow Paul and Silas to walk out free. Kingsman, I'm telling you on this day that your prison doors are about to be opened. The captives are about to be set free and you're about to take back everything that rightfully belongs to you. But it will require a hungry heart, a surrendered heart, those who can say, oh my God, my God, here I am. Take all of me and fill it with all of you. My Lord, even in this day, I cry out to you. My Lord, may you hear my cry. I don't care about the person standing next to me. I am here to have an encounter with the living God. My Lord, I pray may you hear my cry even in this day. Come on, give him a praise offering, man. Many have come here for a word today. Many have come for some answers. For many standing here, they need some guidance. I want to tell you that you are at the right place at the right time. God will never pass someone with a hungry heart. He will never pass you by. It is scriptural. You can pray amiss, but worship you can never miss it. If you can stand with a hungry heart 
and get to your knees and say, my God, I worship you. I don't care about my reputation. I don't care about the man standing next to me. This is a case between me and you, my God. A hungry heart, I am telling you, God will not pass you by. I hope that I have hungry men in this morning, hungry to encounter the living God. Today is your day. This is a divine appointed moment in time. And please understand that each and every one of you, even those connecting over last week, that you were handpicked by God even before time began to attend this divine God-appointed meeting. It is not by chance. There's someone that is excited. It is your response. Say response. That will give you access to greater levels of breakthrough. I can guarantee you this, that you will not leave this meeting the same way that you have come. But I promise you, even in this day, you will not, not one man will leave this meeting the same way they have come. You will leave clothed with the power of God. Your days will be crowned with His goodness and your paths will trip with His abundance. You will become a divine expression of all that He is. And the world out there will see that it is indeed possible for a mere mortal vessel to become a conduit in the hands of God for His supernatural power to flow through. you have been called you have been found and you have been called but even from a very young age you have been called for ministry there is a strong mantle, an anointing, and a call upon your life. And you will see in days to come how God will raise you up. For there is a spirit of leadership upon you. And God is going to move you, usher you by His Spirit into an office of leadership. Where you will lead many men. For He has placed His authority upon your hearts. He has placed His word in your hearts. He has placed His word upon your mouth. And you will see that even in days to come, a compelling force 
to preach the gospel not just by the words that you speak but by the way that you live for there's an increase taking place even in this day for I see the spirit of the living God lifting you up and placing you upon the mountain of the Lord and I see the glory of the Lord resting upon you and you will see that even when you open your mouth to speak that the glory of God will come forth through your mouth and through your hands and that even the most stubborn of hearts will be broken open and whatever is not of God will be removed out of the lives of the people that you speak to but whatever is of God will flow through these hands and throw flow through these words and it will bring restoration and for bring healing and for bring deliverance father i pray that even this word that has gone out even in this morning that you will give him the ability to walk in everything that you have set before him a fresh fire and the name of jesus christ fire fire Come on, let's make some noise for the Lord. Let's make some noise for God. It sounds like you came with expectation to this divine God-ordained meeting. Amen. You have heard me many times say for those who know me that any divine God-ordained meeting, there's four things that must happen. I'm just going to name the first one. There must be encounters. An atmosphere must be conducive that makes it possible for men to have an encounter with God. I can guarantee you that by the end of this day, for those who can say that I have come with a hungry heart, I'm telling you that God is about to locate you. He's about to change and shift the seasons in your life. Your life is about to take a new course as you will have an encounter with the only living God. Can I have an amen? And for in case you have missed it, we've already started prophesying. So if you came here for a word, we've already started. Open your hearts. Receive what God is pouring out. There must be an alliance between the ministry of His Word and the ministry of His Holy Spirit in the life of a man so that the supernatural can start to flow this is how we operate in this kingdom 
there must be an, an alliance between a move of his spirits and the spoken word of God in your life. If you can open, how many of you can feel the presence of God? Come on, how many of you can feel his presence in this place? I'm about to release a word. I'm only setting the foundation. We have got, and I would like to start like this. You may be seated. We have got a powerful, great apostolic mantle in the house with us. And I would like to honor that apostolic mantle. Apostle Neville, it's awesome to have you with us. And it's a great honor and a privilege. Let's just give him a proper encounter of welcoming. And so I will only be laying a foundation for something much more greater that will come. Are you guys with me later this afternoon? Say foundation. That is exactly what we're going to start with now. We're going to lay a foundation. Amen. Can I have an amen? Come on, can I have an amen, men? There we go. There we go. You know, it's amazing. We, more than 300 plus men in the building. And... Um, it brings so much joy to my heart to see hungry men, hungry for God. Are you guys with me? It brings joy to my heart. Even yesterday, I had the great honor and privilege to spend some time with Apostle Neville. And he just looked at me and said, you know what, Pastor Martin? God is busy raising up a new generation of men that are unashamed of the gospel, Holy Spirit fault, and that knows what it means to run with fire. And when he said it, the presence of God came in like a flood, rushing over me. I'm like, thank you, my God. Because every year that we have this Kingsman meeting and this conferences, we used to have a lot of activities. But God clearly told me that this year, not to do that, but to keep the focus on the men, to keep the focus on their hearts. Because God said that I want my men to have a real life-changing encounter with me and the real Jesus Christ. And that is exactly what will happen in this day. And so we are 300 plus men in the building. Prophet sends his regards. And uh, he truly wanted to be here. He went in for a medical procedure. Uh, everything is fine. And um, so he just asked me to fill in for him. Amen. So <laughs> it is a great honor and a privilege to stand here on this pulpit with the generals of God. It is something I do not take lightly nor for granted. It's a very humbling experience. You need to understand that. Amen. So just please bear with me. I'm impatient with me. Nonetheless, I'm just going to do what I was born to do. And, um, and that is to preach the gospel. Are you guys with me? Amen. And so, and so we are 300 plus men in the building, which is amazing. And I know that the attendance will pick up throughout the day. I know for a lot of people that it's only going to come in this afternoon. And uh, we also do understand that it is not about figures. Yes, I understand that. But I want to place emphasis that we are 300 plus men in the building in this day because there's something very important on this that I want to say. You know, but it amazes me always how we can uh, go to a football game or a rugby game, to the stadiums, 
And when your team scores, you know men just jump up and they get all crazy, shaking one another. Ah! Just being all men. You know, men never grow up. I admit. We will always stay boys. It's only the toys that gets more expensive. Amen. And that is fine. Never lose that childlike faith. That is why men is so powerful when it comes to ministry, because they stay boys. Never lose that childlike faith. It is childlike faith that will cause you to turn this world upside down. I hope that I have got men that can say, I have never lost the child that is inside of me. I am unashamed of the gospel. I don't care who says what. Are you guys with me? And then the same men that get so excited at these rugby games or football games, then they, you know, there's the stigma that when they come to church on the Sunday morning, now I must be all stiff. Now, mag ek nie smile nie. Please just don't show any emotion. You know, then I must now weak. Because I'm man. But I want to tell you in this morning, Kingsman, that your team has won. What team are you speaking about, Pastor Martin? My Bible says that we are ambassadors of Christ, that we are seated in heavenly dimensions with Christ. Man, I'm telling you that our Savior Jesus Christ have fought the greatest battle that has ever been fought on the cross of Calvary as he defeated Satan, as blood was shed, your sins was removed, and our king faced death for three days. And my Bible says that on the third day, my king was raised from the dead, exalted back into heaven, where he is seated at the right hand of the Father, where he has once again poured out his spirits upon those who can say, my God, my God, you are my savior. time for men to make some noise for God. You can make noise in the world for natural things. But when it comes to spiritual things men battle, it is time for a new generation of men that can rise up and can say that I am unashamed and that it is time for men to make some noise. Come on. I want all the men in this building. Quickly stand with me. Every man in the building. I want you to stand with me. If, just keep standing if your neighbor is not standing like at these rugby or football matches when your team wins what do you do Josh just quickly sit down what do you do ah, yeah to so pick your neighbor up and say ah. come on say ah You can get excited in church, I'm telling you. Shake off that sour face. Put a smile on. You're in the presence of the Almighty God. That is something worth getting excited about, I'm telling you. I'm so excited about this, I didn't even shave specifically for this event. Tell your neighbor, ah, come on.
I just want to get you excited and open. You see, now I've seen some men couldn't even smile. Now they at least they're smiling. I don't know if it's because of the presence of God or because they're thinking about the football game they watched. Nonetheless, it doesn't matter. There's a smile on your face. We can start working with that. Amen. Amen. Listen, we, you can be seated. Be 300 plus men in the building. And I want to, it's the reason why I'm saying that. Because imagine what we can accomplish for the kingdom of God with 300 plus men that are hungry. Holy Spirit fault, set on holy fire. Imagine what we can do for God. There is nothing that we cannot accomplish. Are you guys with me? We need to understand this just as the Lord told Gideon. Gideon, with these 300 men, with only these 300 men, I will deliver the Midianites into your hands. You need to understand the miracle locked up in the story. Because only, listen, there is something that happens when man, mere mortal vessel, starts rubbing shoulders with the holy, uncreated, creating one. It is then that we step into a place of alliance with his Holy Spirit and with his supernatural power. Now the impossible becomes possible. As the Bible says that Gideon, with only 300 men, armed with nothing more than pots of clay, torches and trumpets, defeated a Midianite army of more than 120,000 men. Say, but God. Say, but God. Come on, men, as one voice. Rise up and say, but God. But God. But God. But God. I'm telling you, you're about to have a collision with the real Jesus Christ today. The Bible says it took only 120 men to turn the world upside down in the book of Acts. 120 men. The Bible says 120 disciples gathering in the upper room. Are you gathered at the right place in this morning, men? 120 disciples gathered in the upper room. And what happened? The Holy Spirit came in and He rested upon them as tongues of fire and all of them every single one got baptized in the holy spirit there's a fresh baptism awaiting every man that have come here in this time if you are not here yet you better make sure that you get to this place and the bible says that the 120 went out and preached with boldness say boldness Men, you have been called to be bold. Many men have lost their identity. They have lost their identity. They have lost their boldness. They have lost their confidence. I told you, today will be a shift of seasons. For many men that are standing here, boldness will be restored. Confidence will be restored. Healing is about to take place. And the Bible says in the book of Acts that these are the men who turns the world upside down and now they have come here too. Kingsman, you have come to the right place at the right moment of time. This year right now marks a divine appointed moment, a Kairos moment in this natural time. What an honor and a privilege is it not to be a part of this. Are you guys with me? 
exactly the purpose with this divine meeting. It is for men to once again to have a real encounter with the real Jesus Christ. Where the hearts of man can once again be restored back to the heart of the Father. And so through that relationship for every man to know, this is what God have called me for. This is my divine call. This is my divine purpose. There are many men that is completely unaware that God has designed you, that He has made you for a specific reason. That there is a divine call. That there is a divine purpose that is resting upon you and that you must walk in exactly that. May every man by the time that they leave this divine meeting know exactly what that call and what that purpose is. Can I have an amen? amen? This is what I see. I see men standing at the altar. And I see how filthy old garments are being removed. I see how our adversity to the devil have clothed the men of this generation, the men of this day and of this age, with filthy garments where many men have become consumed by the structure and the system of this world, by the nature of the world. But I see a fresh outpouring of His Spirit taking place throughout this day as I see the Holy Spirit standing by every man and I see how these filthy garments are being removed, being replaced with new garments, holy garments, royal garments, garments of praise, garments of deliverance, garments of restoration, garments of healing, garments of power and garments of glory. I see a new generation of men rising up that will be clothed with the power of God. I see a new generation of men rising up where their paths, their days will be crowned with His goodness. I see their paths dripping with His abundance. I see a new generation of men that of Holy Ghost faults, fall with the breath of the living God. I see a new generation of men about to get up out of their graves, filled with the breath of God, as according to Ezekiel chapter 37, setting this world on fire. I see a new breed of men that are ready to rise up, that will say, I know what it means to really walk with the living God. The impossible starts to manifest through the life of a man that can only but surrender. So my God, I am nothing without you. I need you. I need you in everything. I can only walk with God as we see with Enoch. And the Bible says in the book of Genesis chapter 5 verse 24, King James, and Enoch walked with God and he was not. And Enoch walked with God and he was no, listen, and he was not, meaning he was no longer gone. He stepped into a spiritual habitation where God says, this man I can use, with this man I can work, through this man I can make my power and my glory known. 
Through this man I can manifest my signs, my miracles, and my wonders. Through this man I can preach my gospel with a demonstration of kingdom power. Through this man, encounter, I want to ask you, Kingsman, are you this man? Are you this man? I can say I'm taking up my task. Enough is enough. My God, here I am. Use me. Enough is enough. Can I have an amen to that? As we see with Gideon and the Bible says in Judges chapter 6 verse 12, King James. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with you, mighty man of valor. There's a garment of valor being placed upon you even now. If you can only but open your heart and say, My God, here I am. I receive that right now. I receive it right now. Place it upon me. Like with the prophet Samuel, I'm telling you that none of your words, for those who can come to the altar, and for those that can say, my God, even in this day I surrender, I'm telling you that God will fill your mouth with His Word, and men will rise up that will speak only but the Word of God, and your words will not fall to the ground. As the Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 19, And Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him. And let none of his words fall to the ground. Just like God was with David. May you develop the courage of David. May that mantle that was upon David. May it come and rest upon you even in the same. A mantle for courage and confidence. A mantle of boldness. The Bible says in 2 Samuel chapter 5 verse 10. So David went on and became great. And the Lord God of hosts was with him. The Bible says in the book of Genesis, chapter 39, verse 2 to verse 5, New King James. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man. I don't know if I've got spiritual men with me in this morning. But I'm telling you that there is something that will shift, and that there is something that will change in your life. The moment that you step into partnership for the living God. And it says the Lord was with Joseph. And as a result, he was a successful man. If you are not successful, I'm telling you, that picture is about to shift. That picture is about to change. Something new is about to take place in your life. Because of a change of stance, because of a change of position, you will see other things change as well. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. There's a lot that we can learn from this man called Joseph. His attributes, characteristics is something that must be evidence, manifesting through every man's life. You know, with Pastor Martin, he grew up in a different time. I want to tell you that his experience is no different to your experience today. Why? Because the Bible is always relevant, no matter the day and the age. It is a book that always remains relevant. In fact, his story could not be more relevant in your experience right now than ever before. He was working for a wicked man. In a dying and broken world. Just like many. Amen.
He was working for someone in idolatry, consumed by the world, surrounded, having been rejected by many, because he chose to put his faith on display for everyone to see, and not staggering at the promise that God has given him. He remained faithful, irrespective of every storm raging against his life. How many men can say, man, that sounds familiar. Come on now. Let's get real this morning. Can we get real? We men, we must not like to be real. And let's get real. When I look across the sea of faces standing before me, I see lights. I see greatness. I see purpose. I want to tell you men in this morning that whatever the world have told you that you are, you are not that. You are not defined by your circumstances. You are not defined by the mistakes that you have made. No, you are not. You are defined by the living Word of God. I hope that I can have men in this morning that can say, Pastor Martin, I hear you. My prayer was, God, just take my words in this morning. May it not just be something that just go out as a normal, just a normal message. But may it hit the hearts of men. May a fire be rekindled. And may a generation of man be lifted up that can once again get hungry for the things of God. That is what God is busy doing in this day and age. Are you guys with me? And the Bible continues. And it says, and his master saw that the Lord was with him. Ah. Can those around you, when they look at you, by reason of experience and by manifestation say, this one walks with God. This one spends time with God. This one knows God. And his master saw that the Lord was with him. Awesome, Martin. Yes, in the kerk is makkelijk. I used to work full time as a mechanical engineer. I've been in the walls, and they could not shut me up. Unashamed, I would run into my workplace every single day, and I would say, "Hey, do you know Jesus?" And I would walk up to the second one. I say, "Hey, do you know Jesus?" No, take my hand. Let me pray for you because he's more real than you think. I'm telling you that he can change and shift every situation in your life. Man, all that you need is one and his name is Jesus Christ. And his master saw that the Lord was with him. And he put everything under his authority. He made him overseer of his house. And everything that he had, he brought under his authority. And the Bible says, so it was from the time that he had made him overseer of his house. But the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had. There's a blessing that is about to be released on a new breed of men. Where everything being brought under their hands will multiply, will become fruitful. A new breed of men that will be extremely successful, both in the natural 
but it will start in the spiritual and you're playing a very big part in taking that step being here today can i have an amen, amen. come on come on say amen, amen. i love it <laughs> come on how awesome is it not to spend time with a bunch of dudes in the presence of god don't don't lose that smile i know a bunch of guys that is saying, oh, man, I'm just hungry for God. I just want to have an encounter with the living God. Just in case your neighbor forgot, just turn to your neighbor again and say, ah! ah. <laughs> I'm not going to be long. And um, well, I kind of just thought it, but nonetheless, um, I just said, God, just fill my mouth with your words. And whatever must come out this morning, let it just flow. I want to tell you this morning, Kingsman, it is not what you know, but who you know. And this kingdom, it is not about what you know, it is who you know. And in this kingdom, the what you must know will flow out of the one who you need to know. So the moment that I step into partnership with the one that I need to know, the what I need to know will start to follow. For the Bible says that those who know who their God is, those are the ones who shall be strong and they shall do exploits. Are you guys with me? Please understand that when God steps in, that all fear and doubt will step out. And you will find that it's at that moment that confidence will step in. Boldness will step in. The Bible says that the righteous are as bold as a lion. The righteous are as bold as a lion. What happens now when I step into partnership with the living God? Then I already know what every outcome will be. Which means that now you gain an advantage over that of our adversary the devil no matter what weapon he now forms against you it is impossible to prosper you see we misunderstand when we read or quote many have i have heard many broken and destroyed quoting that verse no weapon formed against me shall prosper no weapon for and all hell is just breaking loose and i'm thinking dear god what is going on do i have men with me in this morning many has been bound and rebuked and yet nothing changed and we have to ask the question why not when I step into partnership with God I already know the outcome there is nothing that the enemy can form against me because I know the outcome how do I know the outcome because the book was written and it's my guideline it is my boundaries for living as a godly man in a dying and broken world every answer to every question that you have i'm telling you men it is locked up in this book god is raising up a new breed of men that will take the living words that will take the sword of the spirits and they will once again put it to action and they will see how God will step in and how God will shift, how God will change, how God will fight your adversary for you. Now I already know the outcome. Why? How? How does this work? Because he already knows the outcome. I don't know if someone is hearing me. I already know the outcome. How? 
because he already knows the outcome. If he already knows the outcome, I must just walk in everything that he sees. And that will require a new breed of men. I hope that there are some men here this morning that says that I am about to take a new direction. The Bible says in the first book of John chapter 4, but as he is, so are we in this world. So my second question is, how is he so that I can understand that principle in order to operate and manifest the same? Get the answers and see your life change. This book is directions. Everything points to one man and his name is Jesus Christ. If you want to get close to Him, go for the Word. I'm going to say that again. If you want to know Him, know His Word. If you want to get close to Him, get close to His Word. If you want to know His thoughts, know His words. Pastor Martin, actually, yes, yeah, Andrew. God will set a fire in your hearts. You will not be able to put his book down. It will flow effortlessly. And the revelation will be unlocked. It requires revelation to be transformed. And I see a new generation of men that will walk in revelation. What does that mean? When I walk in revelation, it is no longer I who walk. It is no longer I who talk. But it's me now being possessed by His Holy Spirit. And every action that I now take is a movement that is ordered by the living God, meaning it is Him that now moves, walks, and talks in and through me. I'm telling you, there's a new breed of men that is about to rise up. There's a new breed of men about to rise up that is about to accomplish the impossible. I want to tell you this morning, Kingsman, and the Bible says, and this is God speaking, that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I'm giving you this prophecy in this morning. This is God speaking in His Word. And He's saying that as I, do you know how He walked with Moses? Do you know how Moses walked with Him? And He said that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. The moment that you step and ascend to the mountain of the Lord, that is where you will be covered by His glory. And that is the moment that things will shift in your heart. That is the moment that things will start to shift in your life, man. I'm telling you. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And the latter shall be greater than the former. Whatever you think you have faced, whatever you think you have experienced, is nothing compared to what God is about to do through the lives of men that can say, I am hungry for God. For those who can say that I am surrendered, my life belongs to Him and His name is Jesus Christ. Come on, just give the Lord a shout of praise. I told you I'm going to give you nothing but the gospel. Yuan Kelion, the news that is almost too good to be true. You will sit here and think, ah, oh, this is almost too good to be true. Good. 
that means I'm giving you the gospel. But you will yet see the manifestation of every word that has gone out. But I'm telling you that God will leave you in a state of war each and every time. If you can just surrender. Are you guys with me? Do I have people with me in this morning? I want to tell you, man. Kingsman. God will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And whatever you have faced up until this point, whatever situation and circumstance spoke against you and were assigned to destroy you, is about to turn around into your favor. The devil will step into his own trap and his plans will backfire into his own face. But it will not come nigh your dwelling place. The Bible says in Romans 8, 28, that we know, say we know. Come on men, say I know. You have to take the living word of God and you must make it personal. I'm telling you that it is not the gospel. It is not just the gospel. I'm telling you that it is my gospel. This thing is personal for me. Say it's my gospel. Say it's my gospel. Say it's my gospel. Come on men, make this thing personal. Say it's my gospel. Say and I know that all things, what, just some, just some, maybe, just sometimes, and I know that all things, all things work together for those who love God. Do you love God, man? Do you love God? Then according to biblical expectation, according to According to the principle of this kingdom, there is a shift and there is a change and it is taking place even now while you are standing here because you are thinking that you are joining a physical location. But I want to give you and tell you something else that even why you might be here in the physical, but even here right now, your spirit man is partaking of spiritual realities in another location that is not of this dimension and there is something that is busy shifting and there is something that is busy changing you might not be able to see it now with your physical eyes does not mean that it is not happening but the bible says that now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen if you can merely just hope for the things that god have spoken already spoken already set and established in eternity if you can keep faith i'm telling you at one not be long until you see the visible manifestation the solidification of the very thing that you were hoping for it will require I'm preaching far better than you are responding turn to your neighbor and say neighbor if you don't receive say, say this hijack anointing look to your neighbor like this go like mm-hmm Okay, okay, I uh, know, uh, sorry, we're dealing with men. Okay, let's do it like, say. <clears throat> there we go. Don't you have the name of it? <clears throat> there we go. <laughs> there we go, that's how you hijack this. If your neighbor's not receiving this, if your neighbor is sleeping right now, say, I'm taking all of it, my brother. I'm taking all of it.
It is time for men to get face to face with their callings and with their divine purposes. It is time for men to have an encounter with the living God. I am telling you, if a man has a true, real, life-changing encounter with the real Jesus Christ, it will compel such a man to preach the gospel, not by the words that he speak, but by the way that he lives. We live in a day and age that requires a very specific man. A very specific man. A father and a husband. It requires a very specific man, father and husband. Don't think that just because you have brought a child into life that you are a father. Fatherhood is something that is critical and very important in the eyes of God. It is an office, not a title. And there are certain criteria that you must be able to tick to be called a father. Just because you have produced and have brought life into this life does not make you a father. I know of many men that have brought children into the world. They're not even absent. They're in the house, but they are absent. That does not make you a father. You must tick certain boxes and fulfill certain criteria to be called a man, a husband, or a father. I hope I've got men listening now. I hope that now I've got your intention because now we're going to get into serious stuff. I want to train you and equip you. That's my purpose. We must train the body of Christ. And the need has never been greater for men of God to be trained and for men of God to be equipped. Come on, you're not just going to enroll in the army and they're going to shove a gun into your hands and you place you on the battlefield. No, you will be trained and you will be equipped. This is what's happening right now. You're being given the ammunition. You're being told how to use the weapons of your warfare. You must be trained with it. You cannot just run on this battlefield, you will lose. You must be equipped, you must be trained as men. Turn to your neighbor and say, ah! I must stop doing that. I can't continue. So, <laughs> someone went, ah. <laughs> I love you guys. Is it okay if I say that? What do they call it? Bromance. So what type of a man is needed for this day and age? The Bible says, Who shall ascend to the mountain of the Lord? Or even stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. I mean, that is why you come to the altar in this day. To once again, Appear before the Lord with clean hands and a pure heart. What is an altar? It is a place of surrender. 
It is a place where you yield. It is a place where you submit to the perfect will of God. It is a place where you step into a place of alignment, as I've stated. A place of partnership with the ministry of the Word and the ministry of the spirits. It is a place of perfect obedience to everything that He has got for each and every one of you. Never underestimate the supernatural power of God and the fire of God that will go into operation when a man comes to the altar and say, My God, oh my God, here I am. Take my life and fill it with everything that is of you. Show me your ways. This is what Moses cried out. And you need to understand the man just had an encounter. 40 days in the glory of God. Yet he's saying, show me your ways. If it is true that you look, he says, he's speaking to God. He's saying, listen, my God, if it is true that you look favorably on me, then show me your ways that I may fully understand you so that I can continue to enjoy your favor and remember that this nation is your very own people. Men, I'm telling you that is a prophecy for you in this morning where God will continually start to reveal His ways onto you and by the Spirit of the living God, you will have the ability to follow His ways and thereby you will continually enjoy His Favor, I'm telling you in this day, men, that God has not forgotten about you, that He remembers you. For even in this morning, I bring you and I lift you up by the Word of God, and I place you upon a, His holy altar that is in heaven. And I pray, my God, the men that is connected here right now, my God, may you remember them once again. May you remember them once more. Come on, say that's for me. Say that is for me. When a man steps into partnership with God, that is when you will make a statement. Get no zoons mans. Ach, you know wees. Ja. You must want to make a statement. And we know how to make a statement. Throughout history, there are great people who you will be able to remember. And their names are known because they were not afraid to make a statement. They were not afraid to make a statement. You guys with me? These were men who were against all odds like Joseph like Daniel, like David, like Moses, like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, just like the Apostle Paul, just like our Savior Jesus Christ, these are men who against all odds prevailed. And irrespective of everything that came up against him, they prevailed. They refused to give up. They simply refused to give in. And they simply refused to give out. And by having such a tenacity and attitude, they every time rose to the top. Men, are you ready to make a statement in this day? Are you ready to make a statement in this day? 
I know, I know that it is not easy being a man in this day and age with everything that is going on. But I want to tell you that the scales of judgment, being a man of God, have tipped into your favor and that you have got everything in your favor. Kingsman, I want to tell you this morning that a verdict has been reached in the courtrooms of heaven and that this verdict echoes throughout eternity for the evidence that have been provided against you by our adversity the devil has been found to be inadequate, has been found to be incorrect, and has been found to be wrong. As for our adversity, the devil, this verdict further states that he has been sentenced for life to the lake of fire, but all authority has been removed from his hands by the living God. As for the one that is judging you, you are being judged by none other than the Holy Spirit of the living God that is stating that this one is indeed a child, a son of the living God. And the word that you are being judged by is none other than the living word of God. And his word states that blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the country. That even though your enemies will come up against you, the Lord will cause them to be defeated before your very face. They will come in one direction, but the Lord your God will send them into seven other directions. These are promises that we as men have to hold on to because the scales of justice has tipped, the odds have tipped into your favor. You have the upper hand, you have the over hand. Man, I hope that I have got men that are ready to make a statement. And not a statement the way that the world makes it, but the way that our kingdom makes a statement. Are you guys with me? You want to make a statement? You want to make a statement? You want to make a statement as a man, a father, or a husband? You will have to. You will have to follow the greatest example of what it means to be a man. And that is our eternal Savior, Jesus Christ. No one's words, no one's expressions, no one's examples or behavior have ever spoken more of what it means to be a man than Jesus Christ. Are you guys with me? I'm telling you that we serve a God that is more than capable of responding to your situations. We serve a God that is more than capable of responding to your circumstances. Well, God is saying, another word going out for you on this day. That if anyone comes against you or those who you love or what is important to you, and God is saying they're coming up against what I love and what is important to me. And God is saying, and I will show you what I will do when you touch my family. I will show you what I will do when you touch my family. Family is very important to God. That is very important to God. Can I have five more minutes? Ah. Just quickly put on the screen for me Ephesians. 
chapter 2 verse 19 1 9 the tlb version i don't know if we have got that not we do awesome oh. okay that's fine oh. that's fine i'll just <laughs> i'll just read it promise you it's in the Bible, you can go search it. I mean, just take my word for it. Nonetheless, there's the New King James, but I want to give the TLB. I'm going to read the TLB. Amen. And it says, now you are no longer strangers to God. Wow. And foreigners of heaven, but you are members of God's very own family. Say family. Citizens of God's country. And you belong in God's household with every other Christian. Man, we need to understand the hierarchy of God. We need to understand God's divine structure, especially when it comes to family. Are you guys with me? Because the moment that something falls outside of God's structure and the way that He has ordained it, the structure, I guarantee, will collapse. And so many men have got this question, why is things falling apart in my household? Why is things falling apart in my life? I cannot explain, I do not understand. It's because maybe you have stepped outside of God's divine original structure. I quickly just need to touch on this, almost done. What is his divine structure, his hierarchy? It is first God, then family, and then church. Pastor Martin, yeah, man, you have priority to pick It's God, church, and family. No. It is first God, then it is family, and then it is church. Why do I say that? The Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 5, King James, For if a man know not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the church of God? Again, I say that it is first God, then it is, then it is family, and then it is the church. Are you guys with me? Clearly, family is the second most important thing to God. And so for a moment, I just quickly want to go here. Because this is something that God, this is, the, this is the ending of it, that God has placed upon my heart for the men. If we zoom into that second aspect of family, we take it out and we enlarge it, you'll find that there's another divine structure that we have to understand as men. Amen? And that is first the fathers, the men, the husbands, and then we have the mothers and the wives, and then we have children. If this is true, many have their priorities wrong. Because in too many households, the women are calling the shots. And we cannot understand why things are falling apart in my household. It's outside of God's divine structure. Men, it is your responsibility as being head of the union to get your wife and your kids to church. I have seen too many times how broken women will come into the church after the service and they will come and speak to me saying, Pastor Martin, please, desperate, help me. I don't know what to do. It is chaos in my house. I just need a word from God. Just tell me something. And then I ask one thing. 
Where is your husband? Oh no, he's back at home. He doesn't want to come to church. The order is wrong. And this is exactly the strategy that the enemy has been using for ages. But it is time for the generation of men to rise up and to break the strategies of the enemy. To break these demonic cycles. Men, it is time for you to get your wife. You must be the one to bring your children to church. It is your responsibility. The moment you step back into God's divine order and His divine structure, it is immediate. You will see supernatural power will start to flow. It is immediate. There will be immediate restoration. There will be immediate healing. Are you guys with me? Please understand this. The true constitution of any government is its families. And that explains the state of our country. And the enemy knows very well, if he wants to destroy a government, go for the family. And if you want to destroy the family, go for the head. That is the man, the husband, the father. Your role is very important. You cannot afford to step outside of his structure. You can simply not afford it. Not in this day and age. You have to remain in position. I hope I've got some men that can hear me. Okay, so it's therefore very important that we understand the relationship between man and woman. Amen. Man and woman are both components that exist in a dimension of God. Separating the two is an act of God's sovereignty and of His wisdom to reveal the many faceted dimensions locked up in God. What does that mean? It means that a man reflects a dimension that is in God. A woman reflects a dimension that is in God. Which means that if there were no men on this world, the world would have been robbed of a dimension that can only be experienced through man. Which means that if there were no women, the world would have been robbed of a dimension that could only be experienced through women. And so if we can understand this and remain in our posture in this divine structure, the moment that I do that as a man, the moment I do that, I then reflect the character of Christ. Okay, I'll tie over this. This is what I wanted to get to. Which brings me to the famous submission problem. Now it's getting quiet. Now guys are quickly just texting the wives. Like, then we're no laster. <laughs> Don't do that because I'm going to speak to you as a man. And the way you think that thing works is not the way that you... I'm going to say something very controversial now. And I know I'm going to step on some toes. Your wife cannot change until you change first. Yeah. 
the stigma that many men have that my wife must change. Ah, you've got your priorities wrong, my brother. Your wife cannot change unless you change first. It is not possible. It is outside of God's structure. Can I quickly show you this? Put on the screen for me, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22. New King James. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22. Every time that I do a wedding and I get to this spot, this is where the men shove their wives and say, Yadi Pastor Prat, no? And it says, Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. Okay? There's a condition there. Submit to your husbands as to the Lord. But I'm not speaking to the women, so let's carry on. For the husband is head of his wife as also Christ is head of the church. And He is the Savior of the body. Now, we have read this many times, but we miss what is being said. And I want you to pick up on something quickly. It says, for the husband is head of the wife. As, say as. And so it says, the husband is head of the wife, comma. Many men only read up until the comma. Shut the Bible. Yeah, I know my voice. Read on, and it says, as, say as, Christ is head of the church. Which means a wife can physically not submit if a man does not stand in his posture in this divine order of God. When a man is outside of God's original intent, the wife will not be able to submit. She can't. She can't. She'll find herself that she just can't. I know. Which means that I as a man must first make the decision to change and to take up my rightful place in His kingdom in this divine structure because the moment I just do that, she'll be able to submit. And God's power will be able to flow. When I do that, I step into union with my wife. God is not the author of confusion. He thrives on union, peace, order. When I step into that place, I step into a place of then we become one. Because now both of us are standing in His posture in a dimension of God the way that He has ordained it. And the Bible says, One shall put a thousand to flight and two ten thousand. Which means that when I step into that place, our lives become ten thousand times more powerful spiritually than ever before. It starts with you, man. You were the first ones who God created. When God formed man and He placed him in the Garden of Eden and He placed him in His presence. So the very first thing that God gave man was His presence. The very first thing that you need as a man is His presence, not a woman. You first need His presence. The second, 
thing that God told uh, Adam is, is that he must cultivate the garden. So the first instruction that he's given him, first instruction was to work. So you must first work. Your first priority, find work. Work, cultivate, be successful. Are you guys with me? Still no woman presence. And then God says, do not touch the tree that you will find in the midst of the garden. Who did he speak to? Who did he speak to, men? Come on, Kingsman, don't die on me now. Who did he speak to? He spoke to the man. Saw no woman present. He gave his word to the man. It is your responsibility to get up, and I can go through the whole book of Ephesians chapter 5, and it touches on that. It is your job as a man to get up and to prophesy over your wife, to prophesy over your children. The only time when you can raise your hands to a woman, it is when you want to minister. It is when you want to pray. It is when you want to prophesy over her. You're not allowed to raise your hands for any other condition. I'm going to be frank now. To lift your hands for a woman, you're a coward. And I want to challenge you. Come face me and then face someone your own size. And let's take it on. The only time that you lift your hands for a woman, for your wife, is when you want to lay hands. To prophesy, to pray. Amen. Ah. I'm going to close there because, um, because of time. I trust that you have gotten something out of it. That was just. God is good all the time. Amen. Amen. I'm very excited for what is still ahead. That was just a foundation that I've laid for what is to come. Apostle is still with us. He's going to be here this afternoon. He's going to minister unto each and every man that is present. If you are not yet here, make sure that you get to our Centurion campus. Apostle Neville will be praying for each and every one of you. Never underestimate importation and activation. I want to make this announcement as well while we're on live stream. Apostle Neville will also be with us both morning services tomorrow for our Sunday services. Both Centurion and Krugersdorp. And then again for the evening service here at our, here at our Centurion campus. Make sure not to miss it as we will continue from where we will left off. Are you guys with me? Make sure that if there's someone that you still need to get to this place, we're almost, we're almost gonna go for the break. Go call them and tell them, you better get here now. Amen. Amen. Come on, one more time. Ah! Ah! <laughs>
I'm going to call Pastor Chris for the next part of the program. Thank you so much. Amen, guys. Did you receive something there? That was like four of you. Never get tired of praising God. Amen. It's so important. I want to do prizes. If you guys like free stuff. It's just so that the guys online can be a bit. Uh, put it up on top here for me. Yeah, please. I can't bend down. I tore both my hamstrings. I really did. But this is how gangster I am. So what's your excuse at home? Come on. Hmm. Yo, put that over here. And it's not to boast. It's just I don't care for that stuff. It'll grow back. I've dislocated my shoulder, torn my shoulder, and I've caught you guys in a whole conference. You probably didn't even know. Ah. 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 <laughs> so we got a lot of stuff here. Say stuff. <laughs> Say I want stuff. I want stuff. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. <laughs> oh. Okay, awesome. So, um, where do I begin? So, of course, you know, we've got a, a few VIPs and, and guests here, which are friends and partners of the ministry. And uh, you guys know who you are. And I just want to say, you know, if just from prophets and from the church, how incredibly thankful we are for every single one of you and that you could be with us here today. And, um, you know, there's a, a few guys that have, have really sponsored some great prizes. Uh, we've got uh, Ian from, from Golf Hub. If you can maybe just stand for us, that he did quite a great deal of sponsorship for us. And um, he said you must look in your, in your gift bag and you'll find a gym voucher. And it'll get you, like, one step closer to be jacked like me. Um, I told him I appreciated the kind gesture, but that will take many, many, many years of, of commitment to church before you'll get there. <laughs> it's okay. It's just a joke, guys. <laughs> Relax. Uh, but there is a gym voucher in there. And, of course, there is discount vouchers to his golf shop as well. So I'd encourage you to use, use that and utilize that. It's really incredible. And if you don't play golf, you can get into it. He's got an amazing facility over there. And then our own personal uh, drug dealer, uh, Corne Nokia. <laughs> That's what they call them, I believe. <laughs> I'm joking. So from, from Henops and, and Cosmos Doll Pharmacy, um, he's always uh, been a great sponsor for the men's conference. And we, we, we thank you very much for your sponsorship. <laughs> and
And uh, then, of course, Vanessa, who's also always been a very incredible sponsor to us. You know, she, she knows the BO challenges that we face and as men because we work very hard. So she's provided this, this great uh, variety of, of colognes for the men that we'll be giving out now as prizes. So uh, she's in Cape Town at the moment. So again, Vanessa, thank you very much if you're watching. It's really incredible what you've done to sponsor again. And then, of course, there is a couple men who I believe uh, chose to be anonymous, and they have sponsored a lot of tickets as well for people to attend the men's conference. So you guys know who you are. Thank you very much uh, for that. And, um, you know, we really appreciate it because, you know, because of that, there are certain men that can be here and be touched in the presence of God. So the first thing I want is, I just want four guys to come to the front, like, very quickly. I thought you guys were men. I want guys, not men. <laughs> okay, only four. So whoever knocks, whoever out, you can stay. Yeah, this is awkward. Who's, who's going to tell him? Okay, Zander, you can choose him as guy. That's a good man. Okay. So you, you two face one another. You two face one another. Okay, you're going to do ching chong cha. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors. Only one. Okay. So put your fist out. Are you guys ready? Okay. So we're gonna, I'm going to go ching chong cha. And then there's no rocket ships. There's no nuclear warheads. There's no grenades. It's straightforward rock, paper, scissors. So we're going to do these guys first, and then we'll do you. It's best out of one. That's it. Okay. Ching. You know how it goes, right? You want me to say rock, paper, scissors? Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Wait, we can give him a, a packet of Biltong. <laughs> you can come back. I'm very sorry for your loss. <laughs> okay, you guys ready? Rock, paper, scissors. Wait, uh, what was the next one? Oh, shoot. Okay, you out. Don't correct me. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Ooh. Ooh. What now? It's best out of one, so someone has to submit. What are we going to do? What would, what would God do? Arm wrestle. No, no. God, God doesn't arm wrestle. Who can jump the highest? Okay, let's see who can jump the highest. Okay, you go first. Jump. You can go. Oh, you. <laughs> okay. There we go. Are you guys ready? Rock, paper, scissors, shoots. Oh. Luckily, it's best out of three. It's a final. Okay. <laughs> I got the power. 
<laughs> Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, come on, guys. You're going to know he's going to do that twice. If you know what I mean. Because now he's going to do the opposite one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. You're welcome. <laughs> but that makes you the winner. It's best out of three. Awesome. I don't know how to tell you this, but... <laughs> we get some Biltong for him. <laughs> Here we go. Congratulations. You can just come up here for us. So this is a gift from a Henops Park Pharmacy. It's all perfectly legal and safe. Except the extra stuff, you put in. Except the extra stuff I put in. So that's from the heart. <laughs> but congratulations. Awesome. I think they want to take a photo. Awesome, let's give him a hand. <laughs> Who's got their sons here? Okay, can your sons put, your, put their hands up? No, 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 son. Ah, <sighs> That young man over there. Yes, come. Wait, and on this side? Yep, come. Okay. If it's okay with you, I want you to tell me one thing that you love about your dad. He's bold. Yeah. Like a lion. He's not afraid. He's not afraid of anything. Tell me one thing that you, you love about your dad. I love, because, I love my bad dad because we do everything together. Yeah. Awesome. That's incredible. Just wait. This is from Ian at the Golf Hub. So this is a gift for your dad. Just one. This is for your dad. And then... This is for you. That's just some Dolce Gabbana. And that is for you. Awesome. Let's give them a hand. Then I just want to take some time just to uh, recognize some people and uh, just two of these. Then um, if we can just have 
You know, we're just doing two recognition awards, and that is for, for men, and uh, they will know what I mean with, when I say this, and it's, it's not to say that there aren't other men, but these are really two standout men for, for us, which we are incredibly grateful, and, you know, the service that they render to, to the church and in their various spheres of influence, and, you know, that is men of, of influence and pillars in the church, we can get Reinhard van der Westhuizen and Lloyd Pierce to please come to the front. Awesome. Thank you very much for everything that you do for the ministry and the church. We really appreciate you guys a lot. Then we have two awards for their generosity. And if, if I can get Joash to come up for us and then Adrian van Royen. So I'm just making this stuff as I, I go along. No, really. <laughs> so, we want to give one more award, and that is someone that stands out amongst the men. And, um, and I mean this in the sense of a mentor and a hero to a lot of the young people in the church, whether they know it or not. And um, we really want to recognize you as a true influencer, one who really, I believe, operates behind the scenes more than anything else. And uh, is really someone who also keeps to himself, but always gives glory to God in every little thing. And um, that is Mike Van Riel. And then, you know, I just want to mention something as well, you know, uh, Pastor Martin, thank you for, for everything that you've put together for the men's conference, everything that you've done. I know you've put hours and hours of work into the program. And, um, you know, Pastor Martin's heart above everything is that men will have an encounter with God. And um, it's not just any encounter. There is a specific encounter that has been on his heart for many years. 
that men will really ascend into the role and the purposes that God has called them to be. That's always been his heart. And, um, you know, we think you've, you've really put something together that is of the highest standard and, you know, the greatest of excellence so that we could really just do that and just encounter God, you know, not just as God, but as our Heavenly Father as well. And we really just want to appreciate you. And we want to also just give you a gift to say thank you. Come on, we can give him a better hand than that. You know, there's, there is prayer and intercession that goes into this. That, you know, with him and the team, that we make sure that there's nothing that can come in your way from receiving that encounter. That is what the prayer and intercession is about. And for us... As ministers, uh, people on this team, you know, the greatest gift that we can receive is seeing you experience exactly that and God touching and changing your lives. That is where we get to experience and taste the real fruit of God working in of your lives, you know, and, and I just want to tell you that we're so appreciative that we love every single one of you tremendously and, um, you know, I encourage you, make sure you stay out right till the end of the day. Do not miss out on a moment. Adrian's going to give some announcements now now shortly, but I just want to do, I think, let me do one more prize. And um, let's do these performance enhancement boxes. <laughs> How am I going to do this? Who... Who's the strongest? Oh, that's me. I'm joking. Who's come from another province? Damn. Krikersdorp is not another province. That's another country. <laughs> it's another world. Okay, what's the, what's the furthest point technically? Western Cape? Eastern Cape? Free State's also a separate country. Western Cape? Who's that? Okay, you can come, come for any other countries. What country are you from, sir? Malawi, please, please come up. And you can come up as well. I'll give him one of those. Yeah, I'm going to... We're going to give you the golf hamper. That's your gift over there. So where from, uh, where in Malawi are you from? Blantyre, Malawi. Amen. That's incredible. Congratulations. We'll just stand for a photo. Fantastic. So, one last one. You can stay here. I want another young person 
I want a young person. No. <laughs> the is suspect here. Wait, wait. Okay, come here. You're going to be smelling nice after this. Come up here for me. Okay, he's 12, he's 17. Will you um, just say your name and then just tell me what do you love about God firstly? Anything simple. Or what are you enjoying about today so far? Um, my name is Gerald, and I think uh, what I love about God is that He's always um, giving you another chance. He's always fair. That's 12 years old. Uh, my name is Tepo, and what I love about God is how... What can I say? Ooh. <laughs> I can't beat that. Uh, how he has helped me through a lot and healed me. How he gives, like he said, second chances. He's got a very big testimony, but he'll share it one day. It's a very powerful testimony. Thank you very much for sharing that with all of us. Awesome. We'll hand over to Adrian. Let's just give a shout out again to God. Amen. That's it, men. Uh, that sort of concludes our first session. But remember, for the guys online, uh, we're going to go offline now. But 1 o'clock, we're going to go live again with our second session with Apostle Neville in the house. You cannot afford to miss it. If you're still close by, come here. Get yourself here. Then I saw a couple of colognes being dished out of here now for you guys to smell nice. Um, we've got a photo booth now there for you to look nice. Uh, Lloyd is here and his team. He will look and make good and nice, basically, for the photo booth today. And then uh, at the same time, we're going to have Budovo's rolls outside um, for the next hour. So if there's queues at the Budovo stall, maybe do the photo booth and vice versa. Enjoy the break, but be back. We're going to start shop at 1 o'clock again. Enjoy the time of men. Thanks. And the blessing starts with a man. Every conference, there's a moment where it must shift. And the glory falls. It is the presence of the Holy Ghost. It is Jesus Christ for the heavens to be opened. Cry out to Him. It is Him. It is nothing of us. The glory of God is the only presence that brings oneness. And it takes a miracle of God to take every one of us in this building to have one mind, one hope. They were all together in one place, one mind, and one Holy Ghost.